live show called Business Power Hour. I loved the panel presentations we did at the Authentic Sellers Summit so much and I got a ton of feedback that you guys loved them and you loved hearing us just talk about business and chat and there were so many good takeaways and it was really fun being live all together and so I decided to make it into a weekly show. So every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern, you can join me inside my Facebook group for a special panel presentation. Today, we are going to play the audio for you from the Power Hour we did last Thursday. If you like this format, come live to the live show. I'll be live every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern in the Facebook group with a new panel of experts talking about a new topic every week. It's going to be really fun. I hope you guys enjoy it. And I will talk to you guys in the next episode. Hello. Welcome, everyone. Pardon us for the tech delays. Oh, and here comes Carrie. So hi, I'm Rebecca, Lara, not Faith Mariah. Um, Faith is feeling under the weather today still. She's recovering. So we, I'm hosting, and it's all very last minute. And we had some tech issues with BeLive. So thank you for everyone's patience. Welcome, Carrie. I apologize. We're... We're kind of just winging it today, but I'm glad you made it and I'm glad you emailed me because it's great until it doesn't work. Yes. <laughs> it doesn't work at the most inopportune times. Yes. Right. Especially when the host is sick and I'm trying to like make it all work in, the, in minimal time, but we're here. So yay. Thank you both for joining us. Um, again, I'm Rebecca. I am the online business manager at Team Faith Mariah. I'm a co-coach in the mastermind and I'm honored to be filling in today. I was supposed to be um, a guest and so I was going to be here anyway. So um, everyone want to take a turn just introducing yourselves while I take a deep breath and tell us who you are, what you do and yeah, welcome. Yeah, yeah. Sure. I am Kayla. I also work for Faith. I'm behind the scenes. So if you email her, I will get back to you as soon as possible. And I'm a certified life coach and a professional organizer. Welcome. Thank you. So glad you're here. Thank you. So I don't work on Faith's team. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I have collaborated with her on another um YouTube live and then in some of her bundles and summits that are going on. Um, I'm located in Connecticut. I work in operations. I do um, a signature spark assessment where I do a deep dive into businesses, tech and systems and processes. And we do a thorough audit and then kind of tell them what they need to do to, to fix things and, and get things moving, moving in the right direction. Love it. Thank you and welcome. And how's the weather up in Connecticut? Um, you know, it has been a little crazy. Yeah. It's been rain and then snow and then ice, and now we're back to rain. So yeah. sounds familiar. The outside. Yeah. I'm in the Chicagoland area in Kayla's, Minnesota. Montana. Montana. Yep. One of the M's. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, we're all dealing with crazy ice, snow slash rain weather, it seems. So that's one more thing to add to the challenges we face, right? So that's something we want to talk about today is um, online efficiency, productivity, how we juggle all the things, um, both in business and when life impacts us, like 
tech issues or, you know, weather that makes your internet go out for a week, all those fun things. So let's start by um, thinking of a challenge that you had to overcome in your business related to online efficiency, productivity, anything, time management, anything related. Does anyone have anything that comes to mind off the top of their head? Oh, so a few weeks ago, we had one of the one of the snowstorms that came through. Um, we lost power, and we didn't. It didn't just blip. I mean, like it went out for a full like twelve hours, and it was wild because we could look out our back door, and they had power on the other side of our block. And if we looked up the street, they had power. But we're sitting here in the dark. Um, so, you know, I, I'm very transparent with my clients and let them know kind of what my plan is when things like this happen. I, because realistically, you live on the East Coast, you're going to get hit with a nor'easter of some sort at some point. <laughs> right. um, so, you know, the first thing I do is I slack my clients and I let them know, hey, I'm without power. My laptop has a full charge. I'm hooking my phone up as a hotspot. I will work until my battery dies. And after that, it's just kind of, you know, I'll check on things first thing in the morning, but I would address, you know, those super hot items first and then kind of work backwards from there on the punch list. Yeah, I can relate to that. Last week, like I just briefly mentioned, our power, or not our power, our internet went out for I think five days or so. And it was such a challenge, especially with children who, you know, nowadays, like we, they do homework on Chromebooks. So it's like without internet, I, we felt lost. Thank mm -hmm. goodness for the hotspots, like you said, connecting my phone um, to everyone's computers was our lifesaver. But yeah, it makes you appreciate technology because you don't realize like how much we rely on it until it's gone or until the power's out. But yeah, it's it's good to like kind of think through like what what would I do if if something went out or being uh, in the online space, it's a it's a reality. We're all going to face it at some point. So, well, and if you think about it, you know, you have fire evacuation plans. You know, your family has like if this happens, this is what we're all going to do. And mm -hmm. I think having that sort of plan in place and making your clients aware of it just, you know, plans ahead for that sort of situation. Yes, definitely agree. How about you, Kayla? I know you had some challenges <laughs> with weather, but what about as related to your online business? Yeah, I I piggyback everything you guys said. I am always very transparent. Like if you don't hear from me cuz we're very remote, we have a we live with a lot of acreage, so Usually when the power goes out, the cell phones and all of that are quickly behind it. So as quick as I can, I try to get a hold of my clients, let them know I'm here, but not here and just be patient with me. And I will make sure to go above and beyond when I can. I think even, I think the power goes out on the worst times, like right when you're going to submit something. Like for me, it was a bundle. I like was last minuteing it and was submitting it. And then my power went out and I was like texting Kelsey saying, Hey, I hope this actually went through. If not, I've learned to kind of just slow down. It's all going to be okay. Nothing has, I used to kind of freak out if I didn't get things done, but I've kind of learned 
it's not meant to be. If it doesn't happen, there's always another bundle. It'll all work out. And so just not making it worse than it already is. Yeah, that's where my brain was going when you guys were talking is like, what are the things that you say to yourself in those moments? So like even like right before we went live here, it was like my brain was panicking, right? But I was just telling myself like, I'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. We're going to make it work, you know? So I have found that just that like compassionate self-talk or reminders that like, it feels like you're dying or like the, you know, you're on fire, but like, really it's all okay. <laughs> so what helps you get th through those panic moments? I think just reassuring myself, like I always ask myself, what can I control right now? And that's like the biggest, like, okay, I can control this, this, and this. I can email my clients or I can text them or Slack them. I can make sure that my part is being done and whatever happens out of my control, it's okay. And I think just reassuring, like you said, and that self-talk of like, oh my gosh, you should be able to figure this out. Not coming down and working yourself up is just huge. So I have a technique that I learned in another networking call this week. Not, not everybody has heard of this, um, which surprises me. So when it's warm outside, I go outside to get grounded, you know, like mm -hmm. take my socks off, take my shoes off, wiggle my toes in the garden dirt or in the, in the grass. Because for me, that, that, that really is calming um, for me. But, you know, when it's nine degrees outside, what do you do? So my coach told me about a grounding mat. And so when I'm, when I'm having those moments of overwhelm and anxiety, I will take my, and it's plugged in right under my desk. It's part of my morning habits to sit with the, on my grounding mat for about 20 minutes. But during the day, when I'm feeling that overwhelm and the stress just add up, I will take my socks off. I will use my grounding essential oils and put my feet on that mat and just kind of sit there and give myself five or 10 minutes, take a deep breath. All right, what can I fix? What's beyond my skill set? What do we need to do to move forward? Yeah, I love that. Um, resets are a big part of my day too, because I think we all have moments that, you know, feel a little chaotic. And my desire is always to like calm that chaos. Cause I know that like, we don't do our best work, whether we're in our business or, you know, in relationships with family when we feel that way. Right. So I agree with you. And I'm like, I have found that guided meditation has helped me to reset in between those moments of like transitioning from, from mom mode to business mode. It's like, sometimes we just need that, that downtime to like, just like get reset, clear your head and like be able to be intentional moving forward rather than, you know, running forward with your, you know, feels like your hair is on fire because you're trying to put out all the things obviously that works against us every time. So yeah, guided meditation, I think is my go-to um, lately. I also like my essential oils. Like you said, it's just anything that like makes you feel calm and, you know, present in like what's actually happening. Like Kayla said, like what you can control and what you can't control is definitely served me well. Yeah. Anything to add Kayla? Yeah. One thing I do is if I'm getting really frustrated where I'm not able to just calm myself is I will just walk away. And luckily we're all in our homes usually. So that's where we're <laughs> home and I can, okay, I'm going to give 10 
minutes to something else, whether it's listening to a podcast or just taking my brain out of work and shifting it somewhere else and then coming back. And I usually can do a task quickly, but if I let myself Mm -hmm. just keep getting worked up, it, it never goes well. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's one of the the best things is to just walk away for a little bit and then come back to it. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So let's shift to actual business talk. And um, I was going to ask, you know, I had to come up with these questions kind of on the fly. So um, starting with like, what's your favorite productivity or efficiency tip or tool that you rely on in your business? So I like to sync my Google calendar with my Alexa that's in my office, because when I get, when I get in the zone and I'm working on a workflow or a process, I lose complete track of time and what everything is going on around me. And so having, having that pop on and tell me I've got a meeting in 10 minutes has been super helpful. I love that one. Yeah. Good Mm -hmm. reminder. When you get in a flow, it's like, sometimes we, we lose track of time, like you said, and that can be a good thing, but not when we have a meeting. <laughs> good one. I love that. Me too. I um, really enjoy, to be honest, at the beginning of the week, I have two things that I always do. At the beginning of the week, I write out everything or throughout the weekend, as it pops in my head, I write it out because I just know then it's not going to keep opening a million browsers in my brain. I can close it and move on. I'm not going to forget about it. And then at the beginning of the week, I always do the, and this isn't my method. I think everyone's heard of this, but it's delegate, do, delete, and defer. Like what can wait? But, you know, and I, if as long as I do that, I can prioritize what's important to me and I'm able to really be going through my work week, not on the fight or flight mentality, I feel like. And another thing I do is set timers all day long. I always have a timer going of maybe how long a task is going to take me or like Carrie said with, hey, you have a client in 10 minutes and it just kind of grounds me to focus on what I need to focus on with that client. I love that. Um, I was going to also chime in with the timer. Um, I bought these when my children were home during remote learning during the pandemic. They each had one and I realized um, I could really benefit from it too. And so once I went back to school, I took one and yeah, it just allows me to even get started sometimes. I use it for things that I don't really feel like doing. And so I tell myself, okay, well, if I just set the timer for 10 minutes or five minutes, whatever it is. Um, and then I give myself permission to stop. So I use that when I was writing a chapter in a book that, um, I was collaborating on and writing is not my thing in quotes. That's the story I tell myself, you know, I'm a, I'm a former math teacher and architect. So writing felt like it was, you know, always the opposite end of, of my skills. And so, I really wanted to do it. Right. But like there was fear, there was all these reasons why it was hard to get started, but the timer saved me. So that's probably my best tip that even for my kids, like, I'm like, you can do it for five minutes, right? Like our brain is more willing to say, okay, when we just chunk it down into those little, little amounts. So 
yeah, I love timers. Although my children now kind of like when I take the blue timer out, they kind of <laughs> shy away from me, but that's okay. Yes. Um, yeah. What about tools like um, digital tools? I know you mentioned um, the Google Calendar and Alexa integration, but what else do you use to keep yourself organized um, in your business? Asana. Um, I do love Asana and I actually use that in my personal life. I actually created my kids short charts in Asana because oh, nice. I know they weren't really happy about it, but I feel like it helps me with the not nagging. They know what's expected. And I just felt like having it all in one place really helps me personally. And then, um, toggle, which Rebecca introduced me to, and it's my favorite thing ever now with Yay. working with multiple coaches and then clients I feel like this those are my two go-tos and then Google Calendar I am a write out my week and I still have my planner my written planner but I am very thankful for all the digital things as well yeah and I love that like you can like I always feel like people apologize sometimes in the online space like if they use paper planners or or write things out I'm like I'm a big believer of like, do what works for you. Right. Um, so yeah, I love that. I love Asana. I love, um, also managing household or family things in Asana. Cause I'm like, why not? When we go in there at the start of our day for work, it's like, it's nice to see kind of everything in one spot so that I don't have to look in multiple places. So I love the chore chart idea though. I haven't tried that yet. So I'm going to add that to the family project in Asana. <laughs> So one of the things I've done with my Asana is I run my own business and all my clients through Asana. But when I have one client that has probably 15 boards just in her Asana account, that's a lot to check into. I mean, like I feel like that's mm -hmm. all I was doing is checking Asana lists. So what I did was created, I call it an Overwatch board. And because you can make things live on multiple lists in multiple mm -hmm. places, so my clients have all the boards they need, but I only have one and I duplicate everything into Overwatch. So I can check all the different verticals from one place mm -hmm. and not be checking a million places for just one thing. Yeah. That's been a huge time saver for me. Oh, I bet. That's a great idea. I love that. My yeah. other um, tool that I use religiously is Zapier. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Thrivecart purchases, signups. I run so much through Zapier. I think I, I did the math one time and I saved myself close to, in my own time, if if I put my hourly rate on my time and how many things I've automated with Zapier, I think I saved myself like $4,000 a year using that for automation and taking a lot of that manual stuff off my, off my lap. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, definitely. Automations, whenever... <laughs> Whenever you can, why not, right? It saves time and money. So I love that tip. Yeah. Um, for me, I think in addition to Asana, um, Airtable is like my second brain. Um, or I guess it's a filing system. Asana might be my brain. And then um, Airtable is the like storage system. But I have used it both for business and again, family stuff because I just, you know, I'm getting to an age where I'm approaching 50 and it's like things I used to be really good at remembering, just nope, not happening anymore. So 
I store everything I can in Airtable. I don't think I could live without it anymore, but I've even like set up, you know, systems with my sisters, like for Christmas expenses. It's just like, why not have everything in, in one or in this case, two places, Asana and Airtable. And then um, the other thing that you reminded me of, Carrie, is I love integrating Asana with Google Calendar too. So, you know, sometimes, or not sometimes, I do link my like promotion project board in Asana with all my launch stuff or affiliate stuff to Google Calendar so that, again, it's like less it's flipping back and forth, right? <laughs> I have a client where that is the only way he gets his stuff done on time mm -hmm. is by, by connecting it to his calendar because yeah. he sees that and he sees it in Asana and he knows I'm going to bug him if it doesn't get done because sees it two places. Yes. Actually, that's what we do for Faith. Um, she's done it on and off over the years and we're back on with it. But yeah, if, if Google Calendar is like your main place that you go, like why not integrate as much as you can over there, especially those big things. So we've um, synced up her project board. So anything we as a team need her to do that is part of our workflow and she doesn't want to hold us up. We put it on her project board in Asana. It syncs to her Google calendar. So she'll be more likely to remember to do it. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's like obviously just working with your own brain and knowing yourself is like probably the best tip to move forward. Um, because sometimes, and here's, Here's something that someone shared with me. It was actually related to um, household tasks, but I, you know, applied it to business. It's like if we're creating a system, we should remember that the system is a, too many S's. System is supposed to support us, right? Not us working for the system. So sometimes myself, my clients, we, we think like we have this perfect, beautiful system that someone told us we should do or gave us a template. And it feels more like we're working just to keep up with it. And it's like, when I find myself feeling that way or seeing a client approaching it that way, it's like a good reminder that like, no, this is supposed, supposed to support us. So when it's not, um, it's a good time to like, take a look at it and just see like, yeah. what do we need to shift here? Have you guys ever come across any similar situations where you were trying to make something work and, and you thought it was going to make you very efficient, but you realize like, no, it's better to just throw it out and, and do what I know best. Yeah. I think, um, when I had little kids, I kind of realized I was trying to put everybody else's pretty printables back then. Not everything was digital. Um, and trying to make someone else's schedule work for my, for my life. And when I finally let that go and realized this is what works for me and it doesn't need to be pretty, it doesn't need to be, you know, something that someone else is like, you have to use this. And once you start being okay with it working for your life and how your, what works for how many kids or how many kids you don't have or elderly parents or something like that, I think then you're able to do a lot more and stop fighting with being productive and more with your life. You know, you work with your life a little better. Yeah. I always tell the ladies that I'm coaching that, you know, they ask me, do I have a template or an example? And I'm like, I would be happy to share my template or, you know, the standard that I use, but you need to remember that works for me. 
And that works for my process. I cannot guarantee it's going to work for you and yours, but take it and use it as a starting point. Because mm -hmm. I'm always, you know, why reinvent the wheel when you can take a wheel and change it a little bit and make it work for you. So, you know, I'm always, I'm happy to share, but you have to understand this is how it works in my brain. It may not work this way in yours. <laughs> exactly. Just remember. Yep. Test and tweak and, yes. and right, just giving ourselves permission to do it our way. And I know when we're all starting out in business, like we feel like we have to look up to the experts um, and they have a lot of value, obviously, but at some point there feels like there's a shift where you're like, Hey, actually I know what's best for me. And, and just owning that can be, can be a huge relief in my opinion, <laughs> you know, when I realize like I, we can do it our own way. So yeah, that's, that's something that I think I would encourage a lot of business owners to do is like take what works for you, leave the rest. You don't have to like worry about doing it the right way. Um, this is another thing I heard someone else say that I kind of shifted um, is there's not a right way. There's just the right way for you. Right. And that can go apply to any part of your life, <laughs> but um, keeping that front of mind can just be so helpful. So um, I just want to pause and say, if anyone's watching live or later in the replay, you know, we would love to hear your hacks, tips, you know, strategies that work well for you. If you have any questions for us while you're here live, please post in the comments. I'm trying to keep my eye on that. We would love to support you. Um, but going from there, like what else, any other things that you do in your business that help you stay efficient, help you work less and get more done? than maybe, you know, when you first started in business, anything else you guys want to share today? Go ahead, Kayla. Yeah, obviously I did what I like, keep cutting you off or something. Okay. I think a huge game changer for me was to be okay with not having the task done. That was a big struggle as I give myself a certain amount of time to do something. And I like, could not walk away. And I think I see this within my clients a lot is like, well, I can't figure out a schedule because I can't figure out how long this is going to take. And I'm like, just allow you that time and just know you can schedule it in next week or tomorrow or whatnot. And we're just kind of learning how long things take us. And then once we get in our groove, we can make more time for other things. Um, but one other thing it's not really the tools, I guess, but is if you're not prioritizing something, just be okay with it not being important at that moment to yourself. It's okay to be like, this is not a priority right now. And I'm going to move on and do the things that are a priority to me in my brain at this minute. And then maybe it will be next week or next month or next year even, but it's okay when you're trying to find that balance in your business. For sure. One thing that I've started doing is I pay, I pay really, so I have health struggles. And so I've had to really listen to my body and when I'm the most productive and when I know I'm not at my best and I really need to be resting. And so that's led to me working a bit asynchronous. As you know what word I mean? I do. Okay. Yeah. I, 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 yes. Mm -hmm. 
than what my clients are in the office because I am, I have the most energy and I'm the most productive from about six in the morning until two in the afternoon, right around three o'clock, my energy starts to go down. You know, the, the, the pain is starting to set in and I'm just like, I'm done. So I've kind of learned what my energy ebb and flow is. And those things that take the, the most amount of focus, it, I've really got to be on the detail. Those are things I do first thing in the morning because that is when I'm, I'm at my sharpest. And so rearranging my tasks and projects to work in that fashion has really helped me get a lot more productive because I'm not fighting myself trying to get it done late in the day. I just know this is the time where I'm checking emails, I'm approving graphics, I'm doing that sort of stuff that doesn't take a lot of mental energy because it's just not there at that time of the day. Yeah, 100% agree with you. And I myself have chronic medical issues and all three of my children do. So that is something that was my biggest transformation. Like for those of you who don't know, like my oldest daughter is the survivor of multiple organ failure. And so when she was critically ill and on life support and then, you know, recovering for three and a half years in our home, like I, that's what I, that was my work, you know, even though I wasn't teaching anyone how to do it. It was like, how do I still like honor my own energy, um, you know, and ev everything in my day in a way where I'm not fighting against myself, fighting against my energy level, my pain, you know, my children's needs. And that is probably the biggest shift I've made in my life is like you said, being aware of when my energy is at its peak and my creativity is at, at its peak. And not even throughout my day, yes, throughout my day, like for sure, but also throughout my week, you know, I'm the type of person who, you know, Monday or Tuesday I'm on and by Friday, even like right now on a Thursday, I'm like yes. trolling. Exactly. <laughs> so like you said, I purposely plan certain tasks for my business on Fridays that don't require the amount of focus as other tasks on a Tuesday. Tuesday is like my my sweet spot because as a mom of three kids with special needs, Monday, I don't have a lot of energy because I've been with them all weekend and I love them, but like I need a little bit of downtime um, and, and I'm an introvert. So it's like Mondays, I don't take, you know, client calls, connection calls, any of that for the most part because I've just learned I'm working against myself. And then the rest of my week is like even harder. So yeah, I love that reminder to all of us, like let's not fight against our circumstances and our energy um, because we just, it, and it, in the long run, right? It takes longer when we do that, right? Like if I'm trying to write a you know blog post or something on a Friday, it's just gonna take me forever rather than a Tuesday or something, so. I also think that goes into probably, you know, going back to like your daughter and all that, like productivity doesn't mean you're busy. Like you're up having right. to do something. That is a big game changer that changed my life is like actually yeah. my self-care or what I need or what I need to prioritize is more important than the busy productivity in my mind. Yeah. And that's like the reason why I don't like using the word productivity sometimes because people do equate productivity with busyness and like do, 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 do. And I'm like, no, like 
when I'm coaching clients, it's like, how do we get the most important things done in less time so that we're not going crazy and do, do, do all the time? Um, yeah. So I wish there was a better word for productivity because I think we all associate that, like you said, Kayla. So, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We can create a word. Yeah, let's not work on that. <laughs> let's brainstorm. Because like for a while, I would call myself like a productivity coach because it just made sense. But then I feel like people are like, oh, well, I don't want to have to do any more than I'm already doing. It's like, no, that's that's yeah. not what I want for you either. You know, it's like I want us all like we all this is my belief. Anyway, we go into business for ourselves because we want the business to support our lifestyle, whatever that might be, whether you have chronic medical conditions, you know, a family, whatever else is going on in life. It's like, we don't, I don't want to recreate the create, like I left architecture because when you're a young architect, you work all night. Like I'm not exaggerating, like till 5am. And I'm like, I don't love it enough to give my whole life and my whole day to it. So it's like, I keep reminding myself of that. Like I used to have a boss Here's an extreme example who I would be sitting at my computer, right? Drafting. And I was like, you know, 24 or something. And he would come and it would be lunchtime, right? But I wasn't taking a lunch. I was still working. He was taking his lunch. He would eat above me, like standing behind me with his salad over my head. Yeah. And I was just like, no, this is just not going to work long-term. <laughs> so it's like that reminder, like I want to build a business that supports the lifestyle that I want. Right. So it's like, but we all, I feel get caught in that trap at times of like, Oh, I got to do more. I got to do more. I got to do more. So we want to be successful, but it's like just being intentional and mindful of that um, has helped me. Anyone else feel that way? <laughs> yes. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I definitely wanted to feel like I could be available to my kids. And I had this thought that when they're teenagers, they didn't need me as much, but that is fake. That's <laughs> a lie. They need me just as much, if not more. So I really just wanted to build um, a business that I could still be readily available, but know my clients mean just as much to me. Yeah. Uh, that's the same for me. My last one, my youngest is she's my last one at home and she's on the autism spectrum. So having that, yeah. So I fully have those Mondays yeah. are like, you need the Monday from the weekend, mm -hmm. but you know, I, I wanted something where I was still available to support her, but still let her be as independent as what she's able to be. But then still contribute to the household financially. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, that's what the business has done for me is I feel like I'm contributing both financially, but also as a support to my family. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And I also find that like, before I became a, a tr you know, a true business owner, I started blogging and it was during the time that my daughter was recovering because I just needed something for me. You know, I was career driven my whole life um, until the kids were very young. And like, I love my business because it's like my pocket of the world. You know what I mean? So it's like, I love being present for my clients. And I also love that I can be present for my family. So for me, it's been, I mean, not that it doesn't come without, without challenges, but 
Um, I love that we can create this for ourselves as women um, and still be able to contribute financially to pursue our own goals and like still be very present. Cause yeah, I have a daughter with autism, three daughters with ADHD um, and a host of medical conditions. And so I, I don't think I can work an out, you know, the it's job not outside of the home. <laughs> yeah. The, the amount of times I would get called back to the school or back to the daycare because she would run random 102 degree fevers. Not sick at all, but we just <gasps> randomly run these fevers. Okay. Right. We must have like, we must be related because my daughter just had a 102 fever. We call them the mystery fevers. <laughs> yes. yes. And I'm like, the doctor has said that it, she just has a fever. She's not sick. <laughs> They're like, nope, you've got to come get her. And I'm just, yeah. at, at what point do you, you know, I was tired of feeling like a failure parent because my kids always having to get picked up. And then I was feeling like a failure in work because I couldn't be there. You know, this is, this is that, that compromise that I, I feel like it's more of a win-win than a compromise. Yeah, totally a win-win. I agree with you. Yes. I love, I love that we can create this for ourselves. Right. And, and I love that, you know, there's so much, and I, for one reason I'm grateful for the pandemic is like, it's shown us that there's this whole new way of working. Even I see it in my husband's career. So he still is an architect we met in school. And it's like, I'm seeing that women and other people with different circumstances are able to have a more flexible work schedule and work from home sometimes. And yeah, I'm just so grateful for the online space and what we're able to do now. And you know, cause I, I think I would miss working, you know, I, I want to be here for my children. That is my choice. Um, and I also want to have my own little pocket <laughs> to myself too. Yeah. Yes. So do you guys find that you have, I mean, any, or any past struggles that you've overcome or any current struggles with kind of figuring out your flow between work and home life? And what did you do to help yourself, support yourself? Go ahead, Carrie. I'll let you go. First. Okay. So the biggest challenge that I had to overcome is that when my kids would see me, when I first started building the business, I had two still at home, my middle and my youngest. And they would see me on my computer because at that time we didn't have the spare office. Well, the spare bedroom that I put my office in. And so I was kitchen table and it was very frustrating because they would just see me on the computer and it didn't click that I was working and earning money, you know, to them, mom's just on the computer again, you know, or it's like dad who's playing games. She's just on the computer. And so we can come interrupt her every five minutes for something and we don't have to be quiet and we can just continue on with our chaoticness. And that was hard to mm -hmm. get them to understand that mom is working. There are other people on the other side of this computer connection that I'm doing things for. And I can't just drop it because, you know, because you're fighting you kids figure it out. The other, the other thing that we struggled with is that because I work from home and because I love what I do, I was doing it until seven or eight at night mm -hmm. and not closing that computer. And, and my coach was like, you've got to close the computer. Like, she's like, I know you, you're probably just putting it on sleep and leaving it open. 
because she's like, I'm challenging you to shut it completely down and close the lid. And so it took several weeks of physically closing it and putting it somewhere to where I could then be present again. And now thanks to that, I've got a very firm boundary that at the end of the day, when I leave my office, I'm not going back in there. Because if I was in a corporate job or a job outside the home and I get home and I've got my comfies on and I've poured the wine, I'm not getting back in my car to go do something. for <laughs> someone. So, you know, I apply that same type of rule to my business. When I'm out of the office, I'm out. I'll catch you on in the morning for whatever you needed. Yeah, it's a great boundary. Yes. I think that those are great examples of what we run into. I definitely had to work on hours to like, yeah. and it, not every day is the same hours because I work around, you know, what everybody needs and laying that out. But um, I think for me, my biggest obstacle was mom guilt, like seeing, cause we're working in the house. You like walk out and you're seeing, dishes and kids need to be fed and laundry needs to be done. And I think I would, at the beginning of my business, I would just put my business on the back burner and then work at night or when my kids were sleeping. And I realized like, that's just creating burnout. And then I get exhausted and I'm not really gaining traction. It's just busy work. So once I realized if I make my work just as important as the household stuff or the mom duties or the wife duties that I I was way more productive. I could balance it. And I let go of that mom guilt because I think we we feel bad giving time to ourselves and doing something we love. But I actually wanted to make money and start balancing it all. And so once I let that go, I was able to maybe stay up on the house because that was a priority to me or making sure my kids needed things. And yes, close the computer. That is a great one Carrie yeah I remember Faith sharing um once that she also like for a period of time was like working around the clock I think she was still at her day job too so it's even harder right because you want to work at night or on your lunch break or whatever and so she's like I would have to close it and put it in a drawer she's like that's how I like retrained myself and so that always stuck with me too, because depending on, you know, those of us with children, the ages of your children, things fluctuate when you can work and find the quiet time if they're in school or not, um, for sure. And like you said, the mom guilt was a thing for me in the beginning, because, you know, although I had previous careers, I had stopped working when my middle, my second and my third daughter were born. So they didn't know me as a working mom and my oldest was young. So she didn't remember much anyway. And so then when I started in, you know, with my home-based business, there was a, a learning curve for all of us. Right. And like you said, Carrie, like they didn't realize, cause this was in the middle, you know, I can picture us sitting at the kitchen table in the middle of the pandemic four computers, three girls with theirs for school and me with mine at one table. And I, I like had to learn how do I teach them that like, I'm there to help them, but also I need some focused time, you know? So, um, but I'm grateful for that now because now they do know those boundaries. And now I am in an office um, and I do have a door, although it has like windows so they can, and it's not like sealed tight or anything so they can still see me, but, but they know, you know, what is 
important focus time for work and when there's other time that they could, you know, get my support. And we're still challenged with that. Like we've had two snow days, you know, this month already. And so it's like, it's a flashback to the pandemic of all of us working <laughs> together and, and then throw the internet outage into it. It was lots of fun, but, but I don't, I don't feel like I have as much mom guilt anymore because the other thing that I remind myself of anytime that creeps in is like, I'm setting an example for them of what is possible. Um, I get chills just when I say that it sounds so cheesy, but like my mom didn't have those opportunities or didn't make them for herself. And like, I didn't have that example. And I want my children to see that like, you can be independent, you can have a career or a business and be a mom and have a family. Like I want them to see it's possible for them and that they get to choose. So that's how I like talk myself, talk to myself when I'm feeling the guilt. Um, oh yeah, I know mom guilt is, is a thing for all of us who are moms and business owners, but yeah. 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 Anything else? I know we're approaching the top of the hour. So maybe if there's any final like tips or advice or last things you want to share um, before yeah. we go and also um, tell people where they can connect with you before we sign off. Yeah. So my, my parting words of wisdom, actually it was my husband's idea. Um, he had a good one. <laughs> he had a good idea. <laughs> he ordered on Amazon, these little hockey puck, like those lights where you can tap them and they turn on mm -hmm. only, you know, he had to get the ones with the remote and that have different colors but then we stuck it on the outside of my office door. So sometimes the house is just loud and I just have to close the door to close out the, the background noise. But if I'm in a work zone, if I'm in a flow or I'm on a call where I cannot be interrupted, he has me turn the light on on the outside of my door. So if they look up the stairs and they see the lights red, we are not going up there to bother mom. We're not gonna go ask for a snack. We're not gonna say, you know, whatever. But if the light's off, then they know door's shut, but the light's off, it's probably just too loud and we can knock and then enter. So just that visual cue for the smaller one to know that that light is on, we're not going to interrupt mom. Love that. Yeah. And where can we connect with you, Carrie, before we sign off? Uh, so I am on, um, on Instagram. It's wolfden. W-U-L-F, like my name, underscore P as in Paul and S as in snake. And then I'm also on um, Facebook and LinkedIn, but probably Instagram is the easiest place to find me. Great. Thank you. Um, the last word of wisdom I would say is maybe that um, I think a lot of times as as just entrepreneurs, we get a little lost as to what to prioritize. And when I think I'm piggybacking what I said, but put your priorities on your schedule first and stop prioritizing what you think needs to be done. And your day will go a lot, a lot better. And I also want to say, if you want a side hustle and you want to do this, you can, it doesn't matter how chaotic your life looks or unorganized as I always say like it's just you can fit it in and you can create this ideal schedule for yourself and I I'm living proof of that because I was always 
surfing Pinterest, trying to find that perfect thing. And then I realized it's, it's all within you and you can do it. Mm -hmm. And you can connect with me probably best on Instagram at take five organizing the number five. And I have a podcast organizing the unorganized. If you like to listen to a podcast. Thank you. Yeah, those are great um, reminders for sure. And I will close out just by saying, I agree. Like if you want this for yourself, you want your business, like there is a way. And I would say simplifying is probably my biggest key reminder to myself every day is like, I can make this work when I simplify things and just, just get started with one thing. Right. And the rest, the you know, my mantra that I, I just said this to someone else today is like, that guides me through my day is I have plenty of time for what's most important. And that helps me just like be intentional about the what's most important part and allows me to like, just feel more calm about it and knowing that like, I don't need to panic and that there's plenty of time. So I appreciate all of you. And I hope that like other people see that we all had our challenges and still do to overcome in balancing our productivity and our time management with family obligations and our business, and we're making it work. <laughs> so hopefully it's um, a little evidence that it is possible and reach out to any of us and faith, of course, um, if you need more support, Faith apologizes for not being here today, but she is recovering from an illness and we're just happy we could still make it work despite the tech issues. So thank you for everyone's patience and yeah, just thank you for your time. Anyone who was watching for the guests today, um, thank you for allowing me to fill in and I've never been the host. So thank you. Thank you. Um, it's been a pleasure. So hope to see you again soon. Thanks everyone. Yeah.